All right, Brad, we are back here again in the podcast studio for, what is this, our fourth episode that we're doing today? This is our fourth episode, John. Very excited to be here uh, with you for the This Is Ranger Country podcast. It is our St. Paddy's Day edition. St. Paddy's Day edition. All right, so we're going to be uh, we're gonna be lucky today. We're going to, uh, you know, drink, no, 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 we're not going to drink any green juice or anything like that, just this water just here. Just ice water. And uh, I am wearing green, though. Uh, as I do every day, so it's nothing you know, out of the ordinary for me to be supporting my uh, my Irish heritage. Um, but certainly uh, great to be here. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have some new segments that we want to introduce, some interesting things to talk about and riff on today. And so um, glad to have Ranger Country here with us and uh, appreciate you listening in, tuning in, sharing, and subscribing to the This Is Ranger Country podcast. Uh, in this episode, later on, we're going to be talking about our own March Madness tournament, aren't we, John? We are. We've got an interesting tournament coming up. It's, it has nothing to do with sports, <laughs> basketball, wrestling, none of it. It's, it's something else completely. So. Something we both love, you know, something we can talk about with great passion. That's true. See, yeah, that's yeah. what they call in the business a tease, Brad. We're throwing it out there. Yes. People are like, what's that going to be about? And then we just leave it out there yes, and they have, have to, to listen to everything gonna to, else. You're going to have to tune in. Uh, so let's start off with the news, John. Uh, Forest Hill Central uh, High School Parent-teacher conferences are going on this week. Uh, Mr. Fisher and I just finished before we came up here tonight, met with uh, several students, uh, parents uh, tonight, had some great conversations. How about you, John? How'd it go? You know, it went really well. It, w- it was fairly low-key this year. A spring is always a little uh, less, um, let's say, enthusiastic than, than the fall. You usually get a lot fewer parents, and that's because we're kind of coasting towards spring break, and we're coasting towards the end of the year. So, uh, you know, it was... It was nice. I, I only had like nine or ten people tonight, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, it, w- it was delightful. I, I really enjoy connecting with the parents, especially this time of the year. And more often than not, it's to, to confirm what they already know. Uh, hey, your son or daughter's on the right track. They're doing some amazing things. Here's what we're doing in class. Or, hey, here, here's how we get them back on track for strong finish in the springtime. So appreciate all you parents who uh, took time out of your schedules to meet with your teachers. And, of course, teachers, we appreciate you. Um, you know, bringing your best uh, two two nights this week for six and a half hours, and and balancing that for a lot of teachers when you have families, uh, when you have extracurricular activities, uh, when you wrestling, have a, you have a podcast that you, you want to do, when you have a podcast that you want to do, and uh, you know, I know Coach Carhart tonight he's playing a basketball game. He'll play one later this week, and and juggling those things. But but that's that's why we get into teaching. We're we're in the people business. That's true. And we we are we're in it to interact not only with students but families, and to be in a partnership with those families for the the student success. So thanks to, to everybody. And thanks to the PTO who brought those delicious snacks. Oh, absolutely. One of the best things, you may not know this if you're out there in Ranger Country, you're not one of our one of our staff members. The PTO in this building for years has spoiled us so much. So every, every time parent-teacher conferences roll around, on the Tuesday of those parent-teacher conferences, they'll bring us some snacks, chips, drinks, that sort of thing. And then on the Thursday, that's the big day. Like pre-COVID, it was even bigger, but still, it's kind of a big deal around here. It's a big deal. And for those of you that are Office fans from that you know early 2000s show, there's Pretzel Day, Stanley's Pretzel Day. My Pretzel Day is PTO Conference Lunch Day. Thank goodness. Uh, I thought you were going to say they spilled the chili and scraped it no, up off the floor. No, 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 no. Um, no, I, I really enjoy and appreciate all the food that they bring in each year. And each year there's a theme and they decorate the the uh, the staff lounge. And it's great to see all my fellow staff members out. Not sure how uh, entirely it's going to go this year, but I know that they did that at Pine Ridge. They do it at each school. So thank you, PTO uh, members, for brightening our day with a, with a fantastic lunch. What else is going on at Central High, uh, John? I mean, these the parent-teacher conferences is what our biggest deal that we've got going on right now. And I just wanted to add on really quickly. You said that we are in the people business and that it's it's not only about talking about the students and how they're doing in class, but for us as teachers, it's about connecting with the parents because I can count on my hand how many times I get to see a parent, even if I've had their kid for four years. Some of them I never get to see. Some of them I get to see just at parent-teacher conferences and maybe even a few I see out of gravel bottom once in a while, but that's another conversation. Um, I just love to be able to see faces and like meet the people and talk to them and just connect. And that's, I really miss the in-person parent-teacher conferences where you can shake hands and see each other and sit down eye to eye and really have a good conversation. But, uh, 
yeah, you know, we did what we did this year. Zoom was important and it worked and it, it was better than nothing. So Yeah, and hopefully a year from now we're back at, at the regular rigmarole and we're able to meet and greet in person and that's my hope. I will say one other thing we have going on at Central High School right now is the yearbook class is busily trying to finish up our final deadline. We have to get, we still have some seniors. Believe this. Brad, do you remember when I was asking for for senior pictures Probably to be turned in? Probably August. In? It, was, it was November 19th, actually. Okay. I, right. I, was, I was pretty uh, lenient with that. I'm still not in possession of all of the senior pictures. Listen I up, just class talked, of 2020. Seriously. One, get your senior pictures and do not make Mr. Fisher chase you down. If you want your Geskis picture in the yearbook, that's your decision, but... It's probably not the best decision because we could do better. I can take your picture. I've got good cameras and I've got some skills. I don't want to brag, but we could do some shoots for you if you need that done. But get me something and soon because that final deadline is fast approaching. So that's all I've got to say about that. So get your yearbook photos in, folks. Central Middle School, um, want a quick shout out to uh, Mr. Charlie Vonk, who I hope this is this cat's out of the bag already. I don't want to be the one to reveal it, but I, I do believe he's retiring at the end of the year. And so he's on his springtime, his last springtime as the uh, principal at Central Middle School. Wow. And, uh, beloved throughout the district, Charlie Vonk is a mainstay um, as, as a principal and as a former teacher. Um, I actually, to, you know, to date each other, I, I had Mr. Vonk as, as a teacher. He was an inspiring educator at, when I had him uh, when I was a little ranger back, back in the day. But uh, Mr. Vonk has, has led Central Middle School as an assistant principal and as head principal for many years, and he's changed a lot of lives. And, and I know that uh, his staff will miss him dearly. And we really appreciate Charlie Vonk and the legacy that he'll leave behind at Central Middle School. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, obviously, I've not had the interactions with him that you have because you went to school and you had him as a teacher but i've heard his name over and over he is very well respected by administrators teachers and students alike uh, big name in our community it's going to be really sad to see him go and it seems like maybe we're losing a lot of different positions this year we've got you know marlene from our attendance office is retiring charlie's retiring i know that there are probably people all across the district that this might have been the year there there's a lot of big shoes to fill yeah you for, know charlie's will be one of them and uh, i tell you what like Coming in after a championship coach, I would not. I mean, I'm sure there's there's qualified and capable candidates that will lead that that school. But Charlie, just like you said, everybody knows him, everybody loves him. He's just a great guy. He's good for kids, and um, he he's led uh, in this district with uh, a plum. And so, just a really really well respected uh, human being in our district, and we wish him well yep. in his uh, future endeavors. Hopefully, whatever he's heading out there to do, it is uh, exactly what he wants to do. If it was me, I'd want to go out and golf. But you know, maybe he's got something else planned. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, hats off to Mr. Charlie Vonk for all of his years of service. Uh, Central Woodlands is next on the docket, right? Yeah, Central Woodlands, and it looks like it is still reading month. Uh, they're doing their book bowl at Central Woodlands. That sounds like a lot of fun. There's a lot of reading. March is a bit. I'm, I keep getting emails about reading month, and my kids have logs. So it looks like Central Woodlands is is right in the mix. And classes will battle one another in the trivia competition to text uh, to test their knowledge of the books that they've read. And they're still excited about the upcoming visit um, from Kevin Miner, and that's happening on March 25th. So. Uh, good luck with your book bowl, Central Woodland. Sounds like an awesome opportunity to uh, develop that love of reading. Yep. And not just not just the book bowl is going on. They also have parent-teacher conferences the same week as Central High School. So uh, there's a little bit of crossover going on. I don't know. That doesn't usually happen. But I know right. that I, I finished up my parent-teacher conferences, ran home, jumped on the computer, and then I talked to Erica Tenike for a good... Actually, it was only supposed to be 10 minutes, but I talked too much, people. I don't know if you know that or not, but I probably took 15 no. minutes. Of, I'm the parent that I don't necessarily want to have a parent-teacher conference with because I took too much time. But that's just who I am as a person. And they're she, slowly hinting, like, yeah, backing they're, away. They're, and, <laughs> they're like, know, all right, it was good to talk to yeah. you. Yep, everything's going well. Nope, nope. Yep, okay, thanks for coming out. Yeah, yep. the long Michigan goodbye, I call it, yeah, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, The um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. And if Mrs. Gerst or Mr. Salter's out there, I apologize. I I missed the sign up, so maybe you'll get an, you'll get an email from my wife and I. It's just been one of those crazy. My wife works in Hudsonville, and she's a teach art teacher out there. And so she had her parent teacher conferences last week. We did the parent teacher conference shuffle, and then this week we have it in our household. But again, like you said, it overlaps a lot of the elementary schools because of the truncated season for for parent teacher conferences. So um, expect an email from Mr. Anderson in the next couple of days. Which brings us to Ada, Ada Elementary School. Um, Mary, Mary Beth Stout, 
hopefully the surprise went well. It looks like they were having a we're still afloat surprise, uh, giving the uh, recognizing the one year anniversary anniversary of the shutdown with ice cream floats for the staff that sounds like a great deal on a friday that's an amazing idea yeah that's fantastic we had we did have um we had here at the high school uh, coffee and and bagels uh, and, and such bagels from... and, and and uh and muffins and that was really cool so i think across the district people are recognizing that one year anniversary but i know ada uh the ada staff i'm sure really uh really appreciated ice cream floats staying afloat for one year and uh, thanks to their office staff there. That just reminded me of something small that happened. I got to drop it out there real quick. Steve, I remember Mr. Passenault, our, our principal, was walking in with the Panera goodies for that uh, oh, no. that day. And uh, it just so happened that uh, Officer Svoboda was pulling up in his cruiser. And as luck would have it, he accidentally um, bumped his horn. <laughs> and I think I think Steve might have lost a couple years off his life. Oh he had gosh. no idea that the truck and, was behind and him. And lost a couple of donuts. Uh, you know, the, fortunately, he, he held on he to did? the Panera, okay. so all okay. is well in the world. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, at Pine Ridge, March Book Madness continues. Uh, I've heard of this. I've heard this bedlam at home. Um, the the students have it's like a March Madness bracket, and they vote on the different books. And and my daughter, you know, it gets kids talking about these stories. And what I really like is, it, and I believe it in the classroom. Uh, if done right, competition can can really uh, pique students' interests. And so creating this March Madness, you know, the kids hear about it at home from their dads or their moms and just kind of in general. And so they hear March Madness and a competition and they get to choose which books move on, which is really cool, which leads me to this. You're an English teacher, I Mr. Am. Fish, uh, Mr. Fisher. Um, Some people call me fish. That's fine. Well, it's... It, <laughs> The, uh, my favorite book, and I'm going to ask you yours, my favorite book is A River Runs Through and Other Stories by Norman McLean. I'm going to put you on the spot since it is March is reading month. Ooh, all right. Reading month. You can't pick more than one. What is your favorite book oh, of all time? Oh, come on. Nope. I, wanted nope. to, I wanted to one waffle book. a little bit. One book. No waffling. Okay. Well, I will just specify that my favorite genre is fantasy fiction, but if I had to pick one book... Your River Runs Through It made me think of it. You and I have had conversations about yeah. this before. It's a basic level book that anybody can read. It's super accessible. And that is Hatchet. I love the book Hatchet. Top three. That's where it started for me. That's yes. where, That might be where my passion for reading began was with that book. My daughter just finished reading Hatchet. And um, yes, that brings back a lot of great memories. And, and, the, and the book that uh, I would follow up with would be the uh, the giver oh you get for, two books now what's going no, on no 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 i'm just saying okay we'll meet in the middle the giver but uh, a river runs through it and other stories hatchet uh our two favorite books and uh recommend that to any young readers out there or parents looking for a book for you know your fourth fifth sixth grader um and and a river runs through a great story for for young adult absolutely yes. um but yeah get out there and get reading uh forest hills uh fhps news uh they had a board meeting last night and uh, it, it was a long one. It was a long and, one. And I actually did sit on sit in on that. I know you did as well. Uh, just trying to be involved in the community and just be aware of, of, of the things that are going on and the discussions that are happening. And, and I have to say, John, that um, as I watched it, here's what I kept thinking about. I was proud of our community for, for, for this. The civil discourse. What was what was evident is there was uh, some difficult discussions going on. There was definitely some tension. Some in, you know some very interesting discussions to say the least. But I was proud of the level of of civil discourse that maybe hasn't been the case uh, for a while in a lot of things and a lot of topics. And I've and, and for a moment, a brief moment, although there was disagreement, although there was overlapping interests. Um, I felt like it was that Norman Rockwellian moment uh, where that person was standing up in that painting. And if you can picture that painting, that Norman Rockwell painting, where the, where the man is standing up in it, what, what seems to be like a town hall meeting. And you don't know what that guy's saying, but he's saying it. And he's surrounded by his fellow, uh, you know, an, an array of people uh, in his town and, and speaking his mind. And I felt like, you know, our administration was there to, to, to hear our, our constituents out. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no matter what was, was spoken about at that meeting, the fact that we are talking and talking with level heads and speaking to one another, not past one another, no one shouted, no one was, um, you know, uh, going to that lowest common denominator. I felt like they were, people were there to discuss, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the opportunity 
for us to discuss things as as you know as co-equal human beings. I agree. Um, yeah, no, I don't want to get into you know all the nuts and bolts of the meeting at all, but as you said, it, it really is something that we haven't seen a lot is just people agreeing to disagree or, or having yeah. that opportunity to have a moment to hear each other's arguments out. Uh, there was no yelling. Like you said, there was a lot of, there was a lot of um, information asked and there was a lot of information given. There was passion. There was a lot of passion, but I didn't see anybody losing their cool, losing their tempers. And the, the, district, or the school board, board of education and superintendent Beam sat back and let the public comments go for three straight hours until uh, President Mary Vonk asked over and over again at the end, is there anybody else who feels the need yes. to speak? Is there anybody else? Feel free to take the floor now. Everybody was given an opportunity to say their piece. And even though they probably left maybe not agreeing with one another, at least hopefully they felt heard on all sides. Yes, agreed. They felt heard. And so you know, that, that made me feel proud of our community that we can come together and discuss difficult issues and, and and keep it together quite frankly but which leads me to this and I started thinking and you and I were kind of chatting back and forth about you know what do we agree on what are things that we agree on and so something we, st- we can really something we can really to. get behind and so like I, th- I started making a list and one of the things that I had had sent you was and, and on the way up here I rethought it actually somebody actually had a great argument I said end daylight saving time and initially it's because i tell you what daylight saving time that that spring forward is a disaster for small children uh my four-year-old small children <laughs> our teenagers have been dragging oh, themselves man. tired through Tues- the hallways tired, tired tuesday t- was like zombie land here. today was and, the most tired tuesday right oh the most tired tuesday ever and you know my four-year-old bless her little heart you're waking her up an hour earlier to her to her body clock and uh you know getting her out the door with her socks on and her hair comb this morning for my wife i'm sure was an epic struggle and you know the kids are more tired and i, I granted you get a little bit of uh time in, at, at the end and so i had made an argument yeah let's stick with standard time but then somebody said no stick with daylight saving time just don't make the switch next fall to which i thought wow ah, that's actually maybe something me. i just don't want the change it's the change that's it's tough. the change that's tough and, so, you know, it has, it, 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 there was a reason for it initially. I believe it was, you're a history teacher, right? It was probably about giving um, uh, farmers more time in the fields, more more light to work or, or something along those lines, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was uh, energy conservation, giving you more uh, daylight hours to work during uh, workday times. Uh, but uh, it is, it is uh, antiquated. Now. It is. It, it's antiquated. So maybe, okay, so... Ranger Country, let us know what you think. Yeah. Should we stick with daylight saving time and then not change in the fall, or just get rid of daylight saving time? We'd like to know. Um, and to be what clear, to be clear, we don't have the power to change anything. No, we have we have no, We're no, absolutely no power. Infinitely curious. That's so all. this morning, this is funny because my wife, knowing she had this struggle with our our four year old, bless her little heart, she texts me. She goes, "You need to write a, a letter to the president," <laughs> as if, as if. <laughs> A letter from Brad Anderson in in, in Cascade, Michigan is going to uh, make a dent. Anyhow, I appreciate your vote of confidence, Amanda. Um, any, anyhow, something a couple more that we could get all behind. Here's one. National holiday on the Monday after the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody needs it. Even the people who don't watch the Super Bowl for the game of football and are just there to gather with friends. Or, or watch to, the commercials. Or to eat delicious food. Yeah. And, and they're and tired. And your kids are up a little bit later. Remember the year that the uh, the Patriots came back and beat the, the Falcons? I do. And that was a late game, and everybody stayed up to watch it. I was dragging the next day. And uh, I think there's a, a ton of lost productivity the next day. There's a lot of people that take the day off anyways. So let's make Super Bowl Monday a national holiday, let the team that won celebrate, have their parade through the streets, and all of us uh, have that three-day weekend. So Just saying. Yeah, speaking of that, one of the most important things is our, in our society is the next issue, election day holiday. Giving people yeah. a day off of work so they can go exercise their democratic right to vote and to be heard. I mean, that's what our country is based on, is democracy and your right as a citizen to stand up, be heard, and represent yourself why don't we have yeah, a day get, off? Get your day. sticker. I think we're going in that direction. You know, you get your sticker, and the um, sticker is key. And <laughs> it, it, election day, you know, history teacher. Election day used to be 
treated like a holiday before the industrial revolution, at least here in America, there was parades and there was, you know, gatherings and wrestling matches and horse races and, and, and bake-offs. And there was all sorts of uh, really neat things like that. And again, you know, you and I are throwbacks in that sense. And it'd be really cool to, to have that sense again, like this is a national celebration of something that works in our country. Um, and that is everybody, you know, heading to the polls and, and doing their civic duty. So yeah, election day holiday, uh, uh, one more, I'm going to go with less screen time for children. A thousand, here's, I'm on this kick and we won't go much farther than this. I believe in a thousand hours of outdoor time for every child. I, the, I mean, the science backs you up. The more a kid is outside playing, the healthier they are. I think a lot of us have, uh, have shifted into the habit of having too much screen time, maybe. And I'm not blaming anybody. Guilty. You know, yeah. COVID, um, quarantine. The, I Actually, here's a thought that went through my head the other today during parent-teacher conference. Erica Tenike said, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it. And I thought, okay, so unlim- unlimited screen time is <laughs> working really well right now. Maybe not unlimited, but that is definitely a thought. Like, I, I know there's some things I'm not doing right, but at least it's not showing yeah. uh, in, in a negative sense. It's not rearing its head at school. Yeah. No, but I, I believe in that outdoor time for, for uh, students and for children. And a thousand hours I know is pretty ambitious, but I think every kid, if they can be, should be outside in the fresh air, playing, doing something, playing imaginative play. Um, you know, here at the high school, I take my students out. You and I were kind of a part of piloting that, and, and I still do. I take kids outside uh, in the fall and October, November, and we do a lot um, outdoors. So hopefully that's something that uh, everybody can get behind. And I, and I do have to mention this one last one, Friday night fish fries. Who doesn't like a fi- Friday night fish fry? Right, even if you're not Catholic, even if you're not observing Lent, Fried fish is... It's fried fish. It, it's tasty. It's a comfort food. Yes, yes. I mean, Walleye, you don't God. have to like it, but you probably um, should. Yes, and I hear the Riverbend. Uh, the Riverbend down on Fulton actually has... The Riverbend, uh, is that the, a.k.a. the Dirty Shame? Is yes, that, okay, yes. I know that. Yes, uh, Marlene, our, our um, head attendance secretary... And resident she, expert. And she recommended... Um, the Riverbend for its its uh, cod basket, I believe, and and so I'm going to check that out. Um, I also know that the Nighthawk down on Whitneyville Road. Uh, my wife and I got uh, some some fish baskets there, so check that out as well. So we can all get behind a fish fry. I don't think anybody would would argue that a fish fry uh, would be amazing. Most um, of them anyhow, are done for charity. We're, we're so going down a rabbit hole here. We are. And, and anyhow, we're looking for things that we can all find common ground on. So uh, n- no time change in the springtime or in the fall. National holiday on, on the Monday after the Super Bowl, Election Day holiday, Friday night fish fries for all, and um, which leads me to the last thing. I do want to mention this. Uh, the 2021 State of the District luncheon is Thursday, May 6th, 2021 at noon, and it's a live virtual event, and that's kind of like the big shindig for um, the the, the uh, foundation, I believe, mm-hmm. and yep, for the, the fundraiser district, for the foundation. fundraiser, um, and it's kind of a showcase of, of some really neat things that are going on in the district. They give out some awards, and so you know, be sure to, if that's something that you want to attend, uh, buy your tickets and uh, get ready to attend this, this virtual event. I've actually had the opportunity to go to that. Uh, I was invited by by uh, somebody else in the district to go oh, to that cool. one time uh, back before it was a virtual event. It was so cool to be able to go there and rub elbows with the greats of Forest Hills. Sure. All, you know, the whole, the, the school board's all there. A lot of administrators are there, uh, influential community members, other people who just care about our community and want to help fundraise. Cause that Forest Hills foundation, I, we've talked about them before and the grants that they give to our classrooms. It's incredible. We're, we're using, we're using, something that they gave us right now. We're only in existence because the Forest Hills Foundation granted me the money to make this podcast studio. The the things that they, the the positive uh, effects that they've had on this district are almost limitless. Yeah, and and the generosity of our our community members knows no bounds. And so, you know, check out the district luncheon. Uh, I've never personally uh, attended, uh, but uh, I've had friends who attend and they're always very impressed. And they say, what a a nice event that is for our community community members um so on to our hometown hero segment uh john first hometown hero today is robbie frazier robbie frazier i know him well not as well as you know him probably but. yeah robbie robbie frazier he's nominated by by a fellow student and robbie uh sports and activities wrestling and weightlifting and i'm trying to encourage him to uh to come out for that rugby team this springtime family members rob his dad, Kelly, his mom, Katie, his sister, Michael, his brother, who's also on the wrestling team. He attended Pine Ridge Elementary School, lives right around the corner from there. 
possible future plans. Well, actually, no, not possible. These are signed on the dotted line future plans. Uh, he enlisted in the Army for six years. And future plans are to study at a business at Michigan State University or Western Michigan University. So he is he is one of our noble um, public servants that is that is signed up to, you know, honorably uh, join the armed forces and, and, and serve our country. He and I, we were just having a conversation about that in class today, actually, about about the sacrifices that one makes to go into the military and sometimes the friction that it can cause of leaving you know, house and home and family behind to go out and, and serve that calling. But he's one of those guys that's, he's definitely going to do that. And he's, he's looking forward to it. He's going to do really well. He's just a young man with just, uh, he's a noble young man. He's honest and he's forthright. And he's just a, he's just a good, he's a throwback. He really is. He's just a good young man and uh, blessed to have coached him and coaching him still i mean we still have season left um you know up until spring break and and, and again hopefully in the, in the rugby season but uh you know he's really made his mark at fhc with his kindness his his overall um just just being a nice guy and 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 and, and you know i'd love to see him have some success one of my, his favorite movements uh at fhc was beating Caledonia last year. Uh, this is a great story. Um, Caledonia, who's kind of like our, it's kind of like our wrestling rival. We go back and forth with them. We've wrestled them at districts. They've beaten us. We've beaten them. Last year, uh, we wrestled them over in, in the Lowell Gymnasium at an OK White Quad, and we were the last match in the gymnasium, and it came down to the last match. And Robbie had to pin his opponent from Caledonia in order for us to win by one point. This is like at the end of a movie. This then. is at the end of a movie. And it had taken like Isaac Gurley had to pin so that Robbie would even have a chance to, to you know, have a chance at winning the match. Did you guys so, play like Flight of the Valkyries in the background while he was walking yeah, out of the yeah, mat or Lunatic something? Fringe in the background, like a vision quest, scene out of Vision Quest, that 1980s, uh, you know, campy uh, wrestling movie. It was a favorite of mine. Um, anyways, <laughs> so... You know, the moment was that Robbie had to get this pin in order for the team to win, and all of his buddies are mat side. You know, the, the Caledonia fans are going nuts. Lowell is still there watching because they need to pick up afterwards and, and roll the mats up, so they're watching. It's a good little crowd, and Robbie is losing going into the third period, and, I, and, and we're yelling at him, like, you know what you need to do. You know what you need to do, and he's nodding his head. I'll never forget it, and the third period began, and he headlocked this guy right to his back and you know as the seconds clicked off he gets the pin and it is one of the largest celebrations we've had as a team and I, I think I mean we were all sky high excited for for weeks afterwards and 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 so Robbie's one of his favorite memories is is definitely one of my favorite memories so glad glad to share that with Robbie um, interesting information about him he likes to fish uh, outside of sports and he likes lifting weights and his teacher shout out is Mrs. Lipke Mrs. Lipke, she's a good lady. He's got great respect for Mrs. Lipke, and um, I know that he really enjoyed having her as a teacher, and and uh, she was a great role model for him. So, uh, you know, thank you, Robbie, for being a hometown hero, being a great role model for the young folks, uh, for setting a good example for uh, the kids in the community and in the hallway, and and just being a being an all all around all American young man. Uh, who do we have next, John? Well, we've got our next hometown hero is Audrey Sidebotham. And her sports and activities that she's participated in, number one, HOSA, big fan of HOSA. Now that stands for, that's like health and human services, or it's, it's something about the it's, medical it, field, Yeah, it's, it? it's involved, yeah, health and human services is the, the vein of that activity. You got to pardon my ignorance. I, I know it, that it's in that vein, but yeah, I'm, we know I'm not HOSA, 100% right. sure. I know what HOSA is, and I know that a lot of good people, a lot of smart people go into it. Yes. I know that she's also done basketball, and she was on the student council as well. Mm -hmm. Family members, uh, Sal Sybotham. Kaylee Sybotham, who is also a senior, and I actually have in class this year. Topher and Lorraine, who are her younger siblings. And then, uh, Topher, that's a good name. Uh, and then Cassie and Larry, who are her parents. She attended Ele uh, Ada Elementary School. Uh, her possible future plans, she's planning to possibly go to college. Uh, she's still waiting to hear back from a few of them, but she plans to major in chemistry and minor in pre-med. So not surprisingly with the HOSA, she wants to get out there and get into the medical field in some way, shape, or form. Her favorite memory at FHC is a shout out to one of her good friends. Her favorite memory, it says, is meeting my best friend, Mina. That's Mina, right? Mm -hmm. Mina is literally the best person I know, she says. I wouldn't be who I am without her. That is touching. Uh, any interesting information about yourself, 
Nope, none really. <laughs> so clearly, I would she's also she's yeah. a she's a fascinating young lady. She's so sweet and just so helpful. I, I had her in AP World History class, and always just the most positive, upbeat young lady. Every day was a gift, and she just she leads through action and and, and is a hard worker and and really a great example for for other rangers out there. She's well known in the building. She's well known in the hallways, and she's well respected by the teachers. Yeah, and and teachers. She wants to give a shout out to Mrs. Whalen who she, she says is, is literally the nicest and most caring teacher that she knows, and also Mr. Von Ayer because he is amazing and so patient and one of the smartest people uh, she has ever met. I would agree with that. I would uh, also I, agree I, with that. I, I call Mr. Von Ayer Dr. Von Ayer uh, because of my reverence for him and uh, you know the staff reverence. I think for we him. all have a certain reverence for him. Dave Von Ayer, uh, he, he tends to hide in his classroom. He's, he's, he's quite a quiet man. Uh, he's, he's pretty modest, but there's just something he exudes wisdom like you just see him and you're like this is a man i should listen to yes uh, uh, w- without a doubt he exudes wisdom yes that that is the perfect way to put it he's kind of clark kent you know mild-mannered um but uh, a chemistry superhero um yep, absolutely. and well known so anyhow audrey sidebotham congratulations uh you know being our hometown hero we appreciate all your efforts for ranger country um which takes us to our staff spotlight john Yes. So this week for our staff spotlight, we are, so obviously, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but we may be tending to be a little bit biased towards the high school with our staff spotlights and with our our hometown heroes. And a little bit of that is because so many of the teachers that Mr. Anderson uh, sends his his questionnaires out to do not respond. And I, I believe... That that is just modesty. There's I, a lot I believe people, it is. I believe it's humility. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want the spotlight. Just like Dave, like we were just talking about. There's no way that Dave Von Air would ever fill out that questionnaire and send it back to no, us. No, If that was paper, he'd crumple it up and he would diligently recycle it and think about its impact on the environment that we had wasted or what have you. But there's just so many people, great people in this district. Um, and many of them will not return our questionnaires. So <laughs> we... I, actually, I kind of uh, I took advantage of Mr. Tolar here. Mr. Jeff Tolar is our head custodian here at the high school, and he's been with us for, well, I don't know if he's been in our building for eight years. Three years. He's been in our building for, been oh yeah, three, three years. years. That's right. This is his third year. Third year here. He's been, he was over at Northern before that. I don't know the span of his career. I think it's somewhere around 30 or more that he's been working in custodial and um, and maintenance in our district. Uh, he's a great man. He really is. If you've, there's many students here that don't even know who he is, but if you are amazing at the custodial and maintenance and tech, um, being a technician, that's often the case because nothing's broken. Everything's running smoothly. It's all clean. It's working. He does an amazing job. And, and not only that, but he brightens your day. He does. How many times have you walked down the hallway and he'll say, you're awesome or you're the man. And he will just, every time I hear when Jeff's coming, there's a, there's a upbeat greeting. And even when he's having a tough day, he does not let you know it. He's hustling from one, putting out one fire to the next in the building. And he's usually doing it with calm, cool, collected nature. And he, he takes the time I was getting, I was talking to a student out in the hallway and he recognized the student and it was evident the student recognized him. And, and he said, you know, you know what? She is awesome. And, and stopped. To make sure, and you could just see this student, you know, it, it brightened her day, and and it just is indicative of the type of person that Jeff is. He's not just here to keep the building running; he's here to be uh, the glue uh, and a foundation of our building to make sure teachers are supported, to make sure students feel like they have a clean, um, kempt, uh, working um, environment. And he's also just so kind. He is. I, I can't say enough about just what a a gracious man he is like you said every time almost every time i see him i say hey jeff how's it going and he always says better now that i've seen you which i think is probably a lie but it is a nice lie it makes me feel better about me yes absolutely and uh did you have did you have a, a side a side note that you wanted to mention or yes there was a little bit of a story it's it's a it's a okay so we're doing a little bit of a spread on the custodians and the maintenance technicians this year in the yearbook because Obviously, they've had an overwhelmingly difficult year with all the cleaning incredible. and all the Just changes, incredible. everything that they've had to do. And like you said, uh, Mr. Tolar does it with grace and purpose, and he does it quickly. You say, Jeff, I'm out of this. He's on it. It happens. Like, he or one of his staff has got it to you almost instantly. But uh, 
um, one, my yearbook student was interviewing him, Olivia Cormacy, and she asked him what his best memory or most powerful memory, favorite memory it was at Forest Hill Central. And he actually wasn't able to answer her right away. And so she went on her way and he emailed me and he said, John, I didn't um, I apologize to that student for me, to Olivia. I wasn't able to tell her this story. It's a, The reason that I couldn't tell her is because I couldn't speak at the moment because my most impactful, my most powerful memory from Forest Hills Central is shortly after I started here, we lost our daughter and we couldn't believe the amount of compassion and support that CHS showed us. His, his daughter, uh, they lost tragically and she left behind two, I, I believe, twin boys, right? Mm -hmm. And now Mr. Tolar and his wife picked up the mantle of parenthood and took those little boys in and gave them a home and are raising them. Um, I, just an amazing human being. I can't even, I can't even put words the, to it. Um, the energy that you have to have to, to, um, after something like that happens to step up and to raise, you know, two small children and to do it right by all accounts, from what I can see, Jeff is uh, doing whatever he can to make sure those, those young men are, are enriched and raised the right way. You know, he's just a, he's an incredible guy. We're lucky to have him. He's, he's just a part of the family here at Forest Hills Central High School, and we hope we, we have him here for many more years. Yes, yes. You know, he's just, he, he's, he's just a part of the, the fabric of, of what we do here. Um, so thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. You are without a doubt. Now, I would, I would say I've told people before these segments, Staff Spotlight, Hometown Heroes, we're not, we're not claiming that these people are perfect. You know, we're not saying that these are the best, like perfect students or perfect staff members that we don't have flaws but we are focusing on the positive. And uh, Jeff is probably one of the most positive that I can think of, honestly. He's, Without a doubt. he's the gold standard of the staff spotlight. Yeah. Um, amazing man. Great 100, man. 100%. Uh, all right. Heading to athletics. Uh, just a quick update. Boys basketball is playing right now in the gymnasium. At this moment. While At we're this recording. moment. Yeah, it's, it's their senior night. Uh, so we wish them well and wish them luck, and we'll have an update on their scores. They beat Covenant Christian on Saturday, 50-41. to 41. Uh, Girls basketball uh, played Byron Center as well today. They beat GR Christian on Saturday, 62-55. to 55. And by all accounts, it seems like the bas boys uh, and girls basketball are on a bit of a roll. Yeah. And so rolling into that district week next week should They're be exciting. They're kind of like the Michigan basketball teams. You know, University of Michigan boys, they, they, they did okay getting seeded number one in the in the March Madness tournament. And then the Michigan girls, ladies, for the first time, I shouldn't say girls, I should say ladies, for the first time in like Michigan history, they're not only in the tournament, but I think they're a sixth seed. So they're kind of like a parallel to how well our, our teams are doing. Very good. Very good parallel <laughs> to, to what's going on in, Shout out in the go, world go of the Wolverines. <clears throat> um, uh, hockey team tonight beat Matawan in the first round of the playoffs. We had a few guys, you know, Lucas Jeffries. I know the Smith brothers took off today. Uh, they're very excited about their, their matchup with Matawan. And so uh, nice job, job hockey players. Uh, swim and dive. Conference was at EGR. Uh, the team took second place. Avery Letourneau, uh, among uh, other successes, was the 200-meter freestyle uh, conference champion. And Avery's had a great year last year, the Friday before the state finals. I believe he was ranked first or second in the state going into the state finals, and then it was canceled because of COVID. So Ooh. this year, uh, I know he wants it bad. Um, what an absolutely terrific uh, young man that I hope gets his opportunity to to bring home a state title or at least you know compete for one. He deserves um, the opportunity, that's for he sure. He sure does. And Cole Highsong beat his own school record again. That guy is an amazing diver. He's been on almost every one of our, our podcasts at this point. Yes, I think. he has. He has been. And Cole Highsong and Will Becker are heading to dive regionals. So good luck, fellas. Uh, wrestling team finished the regular season 16-5. and Caden Jacobs is in rarefied air at this point. Uh, he finished the, the season undefeated. 21 and zero nice. which is a big deal it's so a good senior year it, oh just what a fantastic dominant senior year grayson ripmaster 20 and one isaac Gurley 19 and two mason childers 17 and four um and and, and the biggest highlight uh, was the way we finished our regular season 61 to 6 win against forest hills northern which by all accounts on paper it was supposed to be a matchup that might come down to the last uh match but uh luckily we got on a roll got some momentum early robbie fraser actually kicked it off by by defeating one of their better wrestlers and uh, we ended up uh with the 61 to 6 lopsided 61 affair. to 6 yeah it was 
It was great. Um, anyhow, spring sports, we got baseball tryouts next week, lacrosse tryouts. Everybody's kind of gearing up, wearing their, their lacrosse and baseball gear, softball, track, uh, rugby. The, the first rugby toss around will be March 22nd. Uh, so, you know, get your cleats uh, ready. Uh, get your hand warmers ready because it's supposed to be cold and hot and cold and hot. So uh, spring sports are, are, are in the air and I look forward to – oh, and tennis. Tennis, too, and golf. And golf, yes. And golf. I, and there's a lot of spring sports I added those onto the list just now. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, we want to make sure because we have very good tennis and golf teams and we want oh, to recognize them. We also have crew, don't we, in the spring? And we have crew, which is probably got 100 kids. It's a huge, huge, well, crew, I guess. Yeah, it's crew. <laughs> it's a huge crew. And they and they train really hard. And uh, I believe they have an ergata to warm up. Uh, traditionally, I don't know if they have it again this year because all the schedules are different, but um, definitely, definitely an awesome program to be involved in. So that's what's uh, up with sports. Head to FHCSportsReport.com if you want more info. They have a great podcast. They have articles on every sporting event. Check them out, FHCSportsReport.com, which brings us to our Ranger recommendations, John. And uh, I today, my Ranger recommendation is Brands of Cascade. Uh, in 1960, John Brand Sr. opened the first John Brand Steakhouse in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in the heart of the west side where Michigan's original sizzle got its start. John Sr. wanted to make sure that families could go out to eat and get a great meal at a great price. Uh, Grand Rapids just ate up this concept, and soon uh, Brand Steakhouse was selling an average of 800 sizzling steak dinners on Saturday nights alone. They have seven locations now, and... Um, they host football teams after games. They, uh, they've hosted the wrestling team many times, wrestling parents, the entire wrestling team. Um, coaches meetings. I know a lot of coaches like to have their meetings there afterwards. And uh, the American Legion has their annual fall dinner there in their private uh, dining area. Um, and not only that, I asked my daughter's favorite meal. If you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? They said spaghetti and brands rolls. The ones with the the cinnamon butter. Well, I you mean, can't go wrong with cinnamon butter and rolls. Cinnamon butter rolls at Brands, out of this world. And a shout out to Brands is that they catered my wedding. Oh, really? I uh, didn't they, know they, that. They catered my wedding reception at the Rockford American Legion in 2008. I better get that right. You better get that right. And uh, so, you know, go out and try Brands. They have a fantastic selection. Obviously, the steaks are wonderful. I love the pretzel bacon cheeseburger. And uh, great food, very invested in the community. They, they give a lot back to the local sports and the local programs around here. And they're always um, very supportive of, of the, uh, the families. And in fact, the, the brand's families uh, went through the Forest Hills Public Schools. And I believe some of the grandchildren now are coming up through. And I even have one in class uh, now. Oh, so. very cool. Yeah, very cool. How about your uh, Ranger recommendation, John? All right, my Ranger recommendation for this week, I just remembered and went to this past week. Um, I went to Brody's Bee Cafe, which is located in Ada. It's right across from the hardware store. It's right there by Blimpies. And uh, it's, it's a, I guess I would have to use the word quaint. It's a quaint little cafe. You walk in the door and there are there's a shelf full of pictures of all the employees that work there. And the special thing about the employees that work there are many of them are adults with some form of a disability like Down syndrome or something along those lines. And the interesting thing about Brody's Bee Cafe is that it is a, it is a charitable organization that it gives people the ability to, to work and to make baked goods and make cups of coffee and get life skills. And it also donates all of the tips, 100% of the tips go to fighting uh, to um, further research and support people who are born with disabilities. That's incredible, John. Really I have is. not stopped in there, but I will soon. And, um, you know, your last recommendation of Capriati's did not disappoint. I had the Wagyu beef. So now, what should I try when I go to uh, Brody B's Cafe? Well, when I went to Brody B's Cafe, um, my daughter is... Uh, I'm a big coffee drinker, and uh, my, my wife uh, also loves coffee. And my daughter... <laughs> Uh, is seems to be coming up on that path as well. She she loves a good chai latte, and so I don't. This is this kind of goes along with my scones. I think Brad, this is uh, seems a little out of character, but uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> trying a chai latte. You know, I drink my coffee cowboy style, black uh, and just straight. So I prefer um, my coffee black as well. But I, I ordered a chai latte because I knew that my daughter would split it with me. So so you know what? I'm gonna try a chai latte. I'm gonna do it, and I'm sure my my wife will would love to drink up most of it. <laughs> yep. And my wife had some cold brew coffee because they have cold brew coffee. They have coffee on nitro. They've got a whole bunch of different options oh, cool. for you. There's so many different. If you yeah. are if you're a coffee drinker, they also have smoothies. Really? Yes. And, and you and, and they have baked goods and they've and, got baked goods like muffins and, oh, and that fantastic. sort of thing, some donuts and whatnot. And uh, I just wanted to say here that, that I I stole this from their website, but it's it's kind of beautiful. So I wanted to read it here. Inspired by her son Brody, who was born with Down syndrome, the founder of Brody's Bee Cafe believes that bridging the gap in every community is a must. Brody Bee Cafe, Brody's Bee Cafe will mostly be run by individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, but this coffee shop is more than just that. It's a place to feel loved, accepted, and belong. Brody's Bee Cafe provides a special customer experience that teaches us to fill up our cups and let them runneth over together. If that doesn't go along with our message of building community and connection, Brad, I don't know what does. That's, it's beautiful. That's a fantastic mission, and uh, they will be visited soon by my family to, yeah. to check it out. And I encourage everybody in Ranger Country to check it out. And that's why we do these Ranger recommendations is so that you know, some of these things you might not know about, and now you can go out and try them and support these local, these local companies. Trying to find the gems in our community. So, uh, Which yep. brings us to our, our gems in our community. The last thing we wanted to talk about before we leave, it is March Madness. It is. Uh, St. Paddy's Day usually is kind of like that, that unofficial kickoff to, you know, there's basketball March Madness for me. There's, there's March Madness wrestling. There's, there's wrestling over the weekend. It's fun if you're a sports fan, especially after the year that we, we didn't have last year. So we came up with our own March Madness, and we need the help of our listeners, and we need the help of our students. And so um, what we've done is, is essentially we've come up with um, – the this is a contest for the best sandwich in ranger country and john and i kind of scoured ranger country for the best uh sandwiches slash burgers we're going to consider a burger a sandwich and so we have these matchups and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna look to get these up on a website at, at some point in the next day or so so that people can go and vote uh we'll have our students vote and if you um have a strong opinion about one of these sandwiches, we will weigh that in our consideration of uh, which sandwich to advance. So reach out to B. Anderson at FHPS.net. Or, or J.O. Fisher at FHPS.net. Or, or through social media and let us know how you feel. Our first matchup is the Culver's Butterburger versus Freddy's Patty Melt. And you had the Patty Melt on the way here tonight? I did. So I'm not, I'm not a, I've, okay, I'll be honest. I've never had a Patty Melt before. Not, not a single oh, one. John. I know, until tonight, because you put this on the list, Freddy's Patty Melt, yes. and obviously, it technically, it's fast food, and it's a bit of a chain, but we have a lot of students that work it, there. It's because a lot of students work there. And so, I went there, and I got the Patty Melt, and uh, it was it was delicious. It was. It, it was delicious, and you know, um, at, at Culver's, you can get um, cheese curds, which... You can at Freddy's that, as well. Oh, you can. That's why it's oh, a good wow. matchup. Okay, so it's a great it matchup a in the matchup. first round. Second, uh, the second matchup we have is the Roadhouse Prime Rib French Dip versus Vitali's La Americano. Uh, a little bit different style sandwiches, but but definitely uh, mouth watering. So go out and try the Roadhouse uh, Prime Rib French Dip and the v Vitali's La Americano. Uh, third matchup. The Schnitz Pastrami Sandwich, that was Carol Spry's, gave me that one. Oh, nice. Our athletic secretary, and I was asking her, um, best sandwich in town. She says, hands down. Schnitz Pastrami? Sh Schnitz Pastrami Sandwich. She goes, there isn't even a question. Wow. And I mean, so, I love that place. You and I, you know, we've yeah, been we've there. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Times. So I'm going to have to go in, in the next week or so and, and try that out because Carol, um, I, I trust her. You know, we got a lot of sandwiches to try if yes, we're going to try we to get do. these done before our next podcast. I, I, know. I don't know if it, I can eat 16 sandwiches, Brad. We <laughs> shall try. Oh, man. Um, the Pit Stop Cuban Sandwich, which, uh, again, whenever I go to the Pit Stop, I'm a pulled pork, brisket, mac and cheese guy. But next time I go. I've already had that one. I had that uh, for the Super Bowl this year. Get out. And it was delightful. It was okay. huge. We okay. cut it into so, pieces. It was right, so, so good. So that's going to be an epic matchup. That's 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 a round three matchup. The Schnitz Pastrami Sandwich versus the Pit Stop Cuban Sandwich. So let us know what, what you think. Um, then we have the... Um, Let's see here. We're going to skip to the next one. We've got the Jimmy John's Italian Nightclub, and we included them again because we have a lot of students that work there. I pull up there typically on Thursdays, and uh, 
uh, you know, I roll up and I've got the same order every time I get the box full of food and it's because it's Thursday and, uh, the Italian nightclub versus the Sundance grill Ruben. Big fan, fan of Sundance Grill Huge in general, and I Sundance also Grill. love Rubens, not to mention it's St. Paddy's Day tomorrow. Rubens kind of an Irish tradition, yes. so yes. that's a strong competitor there. Against the Italian nightclub, that's going to be a showdown. That's going to be a showdown and a throwdown. And then you have the JT's Homemade Sausage Sub, which is very filling. I've had that like as well. You, are going, you might as well clear your calendar after you eat that because you are going to sleep. You know that you're you're done. You're, I'm, you're, I'm glad you went with nap. Thank you. Yeah. Um. And then Zayton's uh, gyro, uh gyro. I almost. You, you know, did. You almost went I, old I school. Almost went old school. Gyro. The Zayton's gyro could feed a small family of ten. It is so good. There's so much food. Uh. When when Zayton's we do a lot of Zayton takeout. The Lipke family got me on that. And the uh, the Zayton's gyro is phenomenal. So that's going to be a great matchup between JT's homemade sausage sub and Zayton's gyro. Uh. Then you have a new. Addition the Mud Penny Mountie, which is kind of like a signature sandwich that they have. It's like I didn't a even flat know they had bread. sandwiches. Yeah, it's All like right. a flatbread sandwich. And um, you know, I'm gonna have to go try it this week. Somebody recommend they said try the Mud Penny Mountie. I was oh. like, I will, I will try the Mud Penny Mountie. And it's up against the Capriati Capastrami. That is a mouthful. Just to say the, the Capriati Capastrami, and that one was recommended to me not only by. Uh, it was a student that said, hey, I work there. This is the best sandwich we have, the Capistrami uh, sandwich. And then the um, number five, the Thornapple Brewing Company smoked brisket sandwich is there. And they are going to be up against the... Well, we were going to have them go up against Gravel Bottom, but uh, they have a slider that is a mystery item that they don't have on the menu yet. And so... What are we going to put them up against? Because uh, Gravel Bottoms, that slider's not happening I, I know until exactly, summer at the I least. know exactly what we're going to put them up against. The Roadhouse French Dip. Oh. The Roadhouse French Cascade Dip. Cascade Roadhouse. The Cascade Roadhouse French Dip. Oh, they, got be two, they got two they sandwiches got two, in the tournament. Okay, so does Capriati's. Okay, um, so fair. they do. It's like having you know two teams from a conference that's or true. something, right? That's fair. So anyhow, it's we're like going to... the Big Ten. Gonna, They're running gonna, things this year, so... Yeah, right. We're going to get this posted on social media. Uh, we're going to get our students involved, have some fun with it, because they eat a lot of these foods in a lot of these restaurants. But if you feel strongly... Reach out to us uh, via email or social media. Uh, we'll winnow it down. We'll get to our Elite Eight next week, uh, the uh, Final Four the following week, and we'll, we'll come up with a champion of Ranger Country, uh, March Madness, uh, best sandwich in Ranger Country uh, vote. Brad, we've um, gone a little long tonight. We're at almost 52 minutes right now. <laughs> we're at 52 minutes, which, which is great because that's the final thing that we had for tonight. So uh, we wish you a fun, safe, um, and festive St. Paddy's Day. Wear your green, not only because it's, uh, you know, to, to represent your Irish heritage, but this is Ranger Country. This is Ranger Country. And uh, I want you to do three things for me. Use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it's probably wrong. And nothing good happens after midnight, John. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be the change that you want to see in the world. And I want you to go out there in our community. And I want you to assume positive intentions about your neighbors. Look for the connections that we can find with one another. And let's try to grow together as a community. And that's all we've got for you, friends. Be safe. Enjoy the holiday. Be smart. And we will see you next week.